Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, first of all, I want to congratulate Tennessee on uh, gaining birth to the uh, College World Series. I know they work hard just like like we do, and uh, certainly they came out and played very well today, so most deserving of of that to move move ahead and, and we wish them the best in uh, in Omaha with that. Second of all, I want to thank you, the media, uh, for uh, your attendance here, making this super regional a super event. I also want to thank you for all the years that um, I've had the pleasure of dealing with you, and I mean not in a bad way dealing, I'm just in the, the, uh, the relationship that we've had, um, you know, that I don't I haven't ever really had any any issues with any of you, and I appreciate that. There's always been a balance between the wins and the losses, and you know that's um, that's a gift to be able to to report on that. I want to thank our administration, our university, and everybody that's involved in, in our program and making it what it is. And certainly these two captains that we have right here uh, that have been with us uh, for for a number of years and have had led the way for so. When you look back on your career, and obviously you've had a lot of wins, a lot of success, what do you hope to be remembered for when people talk about you? You know, I think when we have our first meeting in August, I always talk about to these players that, you know, the most important thing is is that people will remember who who the person you were. They won't remember how many home runs that Matt Walner hit. They won't remember how many wins Nick Sandlin had. Those those numbers will fade, but the person you are and the teammates you are, the coach you are, how you care for people and how you try to build people and mold people that are around you, that's what they'll remember the most. And, you know, that's, that's a big part of who I am. You know, as I've gotten older, I understand the big picture. You know, the wins are part of it. The losses come with it. But it's these guys, when they're done, you know, what do they do then? You know, what what kind of impact are they going to make in the community? We know what they can do on the field. What are they going to do in the community? And that's part of the that's part of our our program. You know, I really feel that's that's a big part of our program moving forward. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This is Bob Getty. I'm in the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson and Laurel, opening segment of our show, sponsored 
by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. It's over. The magical 2023 baseball season ends with the Golden Eagles 46-20, Sunbelt Tournament champions, NCAA regional champions. They take it to the final game in the Super Regional, one baseball game being played in America before the World Series starts. The Golden Eagles were in it. The Golden Eagles finished 9-3 and in postseason play in Coming to an end is the uh, long career of Scott Berry. And before I throw it over to Luke, I, I, I will say this. In my 30-year career of broadcasting, I have never worked with a classier human being, a better man, and I'm really proud to say a, a friend of mine. Uh, Luke, you, uh, we can reflect on the, on the great season the rest of the year, but th- there will never be another Scott Berry. There won't, and uh, particularly – was just you know perusing through social media and and what people said and i think what what stands out with with scott is he coached in a time where there 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 aren't people like him in the business and he did not change his values or his character um and to to try to quote get an edge in the sport um and, and I think that there's something, one of the things, a life goal of all of us should be to finish well. A lot of people compromise or um, just, they, they don't finish well. And Scott finished well. And um, I, I don't plan to get emotional in this program, but last night, and, and you had to be there. I mean, there were several good camera shots if you weren't able to get to the game. But he stands off there as, as Tennessee is dogpiling, and he lets them celebrate. And then uh, the Tennessee coaches, you know, make their way towards home plate. Scott shakes their hands, and it was interesting to see, you know, the respect that they had for him as he got hugs and handshakes, and you could see the, uh, the talks between the coaches. And then Bobby comes back. And while Tennessee is dogpiling, Barry starts being shouted and chanted by by and uh, and and then USM starts being chanted, and he takes off that hard hat and he puts it over his heart, and then he he salutes the crowd, and then immediately, immediately, what does he do, Bob? He points to the dugout to his players, and he points to his coaches. Well, that's the way. That's the way Scott Berry is. He he didn't want to talk about uh, players playing for him after the regional over in Auburn. And I, when I asked him about that, he got kind of emotional and uh, and he, and he just didn't want, didn't want that discussion to take place. But let's let, let me keep a couple things in mind for everybody. Uh, in the last two years, Scott Berry's ninety three and thirty nine, one regular season conference championship, one conference tournament championship, two NCAA regional championships, two super regionals. 500-plus wins, greatest baseball coach probably we've ever had here, but it's not what's most important. This week, Luke, prior to the Super Regional, I'm personally aware of a friend of mine who uh, who had a, health, had a health issue that set him back, and with the Super Regional, days away, Scott Berry's communicating with him every day, wanting to know if he's okay, wanting to know, you know, anything I can do. My own experience two years ago, you know, Scott Berry communicated with me practically every day through that ordeal. And that's who Scott Berry is. That's a, that's a lot more 
than a than a baseball coach. And he's a great baseball coach. But as I've told everybody that's ever asked me, he is a better human being. It was it was just fun throughout the weekend to see pictures and live. You know, to see him during rain delays signing autographs for kids. Lebo and I think I guess it was his mother were there. And uh, came over, and Coach Barry's reaching up. You know, there's so many pictures of him this weekend, reaching up, touching people, talking to people, right. giving, uh, you know, giving things to kids, and and uh, experiencing that time. I mean, and and we'll talk to Rick Cleveland uh, in the next segment about this. But you don't get to see it. Yes, we wanted to go to Omaha last night. Yes, the season is over. But as I was sitting there um, when the game ended. Uh, I was I was sitting next to Momo Montenegro, and I was just like, "But we get to send him off at the Pete, regardless of whether it's a win or loss." How many times you don't have a coach, a legendary coach, who goes out on his own terms, who goes out at the top of his coaching profession among his peers, and Southern Miss got to send him off in the Pete in his garden last night. Even though the disappointment of the loss, right. and to reflect what you, to, to to just go off what you just said in the press conference, Scott said that he did not anticipate the response that he got, and I'm just like, how in the world? But it's it's the point. He doesn't think about himself. Here's Justin Storm last night. Justin and Danny, you guys had two memorable careers here at Southern Miss. Um, looking back, and I know it's very raw, but looking back right now. Um, how would you describe to other people outside of the program just what this program is all about and how your careers uh, reflect that? I mean, I think it's kind of what I talked about earlier. This program just about uh, building good, strong young men uh, and send them out in the community and hoping they uh, they make an impact. And uh, you've seen it with Coach Barry. You saw it with Corky Carl before him and Hill Nelson before him. They've just uh, they've all built good, strong young men. Uh, that go out in the community and do great things. I know a lot of my former teammates are already out there doing great things. Um, I think that's the uh, that's the biggest thing is how much you grow when when you come to Southern Miss baseball. How much you uh, you grow as a person uh, more so than as a player. All right, we've got lots more from uh, the presser last night, and as you know, we've we've been covering this very closely uh, all year, and, and certainly since the start of the Sun Belt tournament. And we're we're sorry to say it's over, but I got to tell you, and I think I speak for everybody at Super Talk. We're extraordinarily proud to be a small part of the Southern Miss baseball program. Friends with Scott Berry, and, and how could you ask any more from such an outstanding group of young men uh, than what you got from this baseball team? Eight pitchers lost last year, forty six and twenty, tournament champions of the Sun Belt, NCAA regional champions. Super regional participant, the last team out before the start of the College World Series. Rick Cleveland was there. He's been there throughout the entire thing. Montgomery, Auburn, Hattiesburg last night. We'll hear from him next.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for uh, sponsoring that opening segment. That's a segment I'm not going to forget for a while. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. And all through these tournaments, nobody worked harder than Miss Kathleen at Campus Bookmart. So we want to thank her very much for everything uh, that she does. Season ends 46 and 20. Rick Cleveland, uh, I saw him in Montgomery. I saw him in Auburn. Uh, I saw him uh, in Hattiesburg. Uh, Rick, uh, in the end, uh, I, I think you actually, I, I think you actually forecasted this to me uh, at Auburn, uh, or, or maybe it was here. The, the tournaments have kind of run together, but uh, in the end, it was just that Tennessee had a little more elite pitching than we did, almost the reverse of what we saw last year in the regional against LSU, where we had the bullpen over them this year. It came back to get us with Tennessee's really elite pitching staff. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. That that uh, they got three three starters who will probably pitch in the major leagues, and then they got uh, a closer who looks like he could pitch in the major leagues right now. I mean, yeah. That, 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 I mean, you, you come in and you throw. First pitch is 100, seconds 101, the third's 102, and they're all on the black. Yeah. I mean, you just, you, you, it's, that's hard to beat. Hard for anybody to beat. Yeah. Day before, they got a kid that's through his 105th pitch, it was 96. Yeah. His 105th pitch was, uh, I, thought, I, I wrote down in my notebook that it said it was 97 and it was on the black. You know? Yeah. It's just, you can't. You, it, that that stuff's hard to beat. I don't think that Southern Miss played poorly. I, I just thought, uh, and I, I tried to make this point. What I wrote today, uh, it's a it's one of the hardest lessons you learn in baseball is that sometimes, no matter how good you are and how much you want it, sometimes the other guys a little bit better, and that and that's what happened this weekend. I think you're right. Get in here, uh, Luke. Rick, specifically, uh, Southern Miss left 11 on, on base last night. Couldn't couldn't get the big hit. But I, I was just going back today talking about the pitching staff. Eagles only had seven pitchers that threw more than 20 innings this year. And Armistead was at 43. The next pitcher was like 19 innings. I mean, from from a pitching perspective and, and what this team did, I think this is probably one of Scott's best coaching jobs um, in his 14 years. I, I, I've, I've written that. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think it's one of his best jobs, and it's certainly uh, Oz's best job. I told him last night, you know, to, to win 46 games after losing eight, Frontline pitchers, you know, six to the draft, one to Tommy John, and one to to Florida. Uh, to to win forty six games after losing eight pitchers, man, that's unheard of. Yeah, that's just unheard of. And uh, you know, Barry, Scott obviously gets a lot of credit, and so does uh, Christian Ostrander. I wanted to ask you this because we we mentioned it uh, just the first half of it. Scott saluting the crowd, Tennessee's dogpiling, the crowd starts chanting Barry and USM. And then I thought it was almost metaphorical. After uh, he saluted the crowd, he turned around and went to his normal spot in left field. 
but nobody followed him for you know a few seconds, and it was it was almost as if you know he's walking off in the sunset, and then. Tennessee starts tipping their hats and clapping. Of course, our guys, our fans do that. Uh, his his squad follows him out there, and it was. I just, you know, what have you seen like that? I mean, I thought it was, it was as a proper send off as could be for forty. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was one of those, you know, one of those red letter days in sports. That you'll remember. I mean, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. Uh, you know, I'm, in in some ways, it was just as memorable as Mississippi State winning the College World Series two years ago, and Ole Miss winning it last year. From a from a human standpoint, from a standpoint of poignancy, uh, this is just as memorable in a lot, a lot of ways. Yeah. Rick, let me give you this interesting stat. With that elite pitching staff last year, you know, that was so attractive to Major League Baseball and the University of Florida, the Golden Eagles were 47-19 and and 6-5 in postseason play. With a rebuilt pitching staff dominated by freshmen and sophomores, the Golden Eagles finished 46-20 and entered 9-3 in postseason play. Remarkable. It, it it is. It's a it's a it's a great story, and uh, you know, sad sad that it that it came to an end one game short of uh, Omaha. But it, again, it's baseball. Sometimes you got to tip your cap to the other guy. And boy, Tennessee, uh, they hadn't played all season the way they played uh, at Clemson or in Hattiesburg. But right now, buddy, they're going to be a tough out. Right. I, w- I want you to listen to these comments uh, from a couple of the players last night and and get your thoughts. Hang on. Danny and Scott, talk about their pitching, the pitching you faced tonight. You know, their, their stuff just seemed electric the whole night. Yeah, I mean, it was really good. I, I honestly thought that that Bean, as far as starters, I really thought he – had the best stuff of of the three, and the other two were pretty good, but I thought Beam was really good. You know, I think the biggest thing is is that, you know, the freebies weren't there, you know, to build some momentum for us. We couldn't string the hits together, and that's credit to to them, you know, not being able to let us have any momentum that we had to work, you know, to, to – to get on with with base hits and we hit some balls hard you know especially you know off beam burns was burns was a little different creature you know that we've seen i mean sitting there triple digits and pretty tough there um, with with him but very elite pitching um and uh, and we knew that going in the numbers indicated that but the the two guys today i thought um were really good and of course the one guy Combs that they brought in for situation deal to, to get out of it. They just really never gave us any chance for any kind of momentum. Yeah, I mean it's like Asper said, the walks weren't there. Uh Beam hit really good stuff and he was in the zone. So uh when you're really good stuff and you're not getting the freebies it's it's gonna be tough to score. You gotta string together there are a bunch of hits and uh, we weren't able to do that. And then obviously Burns came in and he has he has electric stuff and he uh he gave us a little bit in there in the ninth but uh we just we can string it together enough. All right, Scott Berry, Danny Lynch, uh, Rick. Yeah, uh, I think they both are dead on. Uh, 
you know, it, it, there was a glimmer of hope there in, in the ninth when, when he kind of lost his control for, what, two batters? But he immediately got it back, and uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's baseball. You know, I, I Dickerson hit the ball hard there, but it, uh, he hit a he hit it at him, and that's that's baseball. No, yeah. that's right. That's right. Hey, Rick, um, the atmosphere for the weekend, and I was thinking last night. I was out in the roost, and I was seeing you know the full terrace section and the full Pete. It's got to be what, and I'm sure we'll ask him in a few months about this, but it's got to be what Hill Denson envisioned for that place. And and I think he said, you know, he thought it may come a little quicker. But what was your take on that, knowing, have seen the evolution of Southern Miss baseball now back-to-back years hosting Super Regionals? Uh, you know, I'm 70 years old. I started watching Southern baseball when I was four, so... 66 years, if you'd have told me, even when I was 35 years old, half my life ago, that this was going to happen, a scene like last night, I would have laughed you out of the town, you know. It's just, it, this didn't seem like a possibility, but it... Uh, it's a reality, and you know I'll be surprised if it much changes uh, over the next few years with with uh, the wizard coming in. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Hey, Rick, let's keep in mind too that game was delayed four hours. It was nine o'clock on Monday night when the game started, and it mm-hmm. was electric city. I mean, you couldn't move for the people. The electricity was really incredible. It. it it really was. I mean, I, I you know, it it was. Uh, I, I I can't imagine there were eight eight super regionals, right? right. I can't imagine one that had any more uh, enthusiasm or any more atmosphere than that one that we watched had. It was. Uh, I hate to keep using the the word, but it was just memorable. It, I, I'm not going to forget it anytime soon. All right, we're talking to Rick Cleveland. Rick, if you can hang on, I'd like to get your thoughts about what's next for Southern Miss baseball before we let you go. Is that okay? Sure. All right, the great Rick Cleveland on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. No better source for sports talk than this man. We'll be right back. All right, 4th Street Bar Grill sponsors this segment of our program. They do it every day, and we appreciate that. Great lunch, uh, Monday through Friday. 4th Street Bar and Grill right there in the shadow of the rock. Rick Cleveland uh, from Mississippi today, former uh, longtime sports editor of the Clarion Ledger with us. A lot was made over the past several days about 
some of the social media stuff from Tennessee fans, some of the attitude uh, in past uh, with the Tennessee baseball team. But personally, uh, I I thought that uh, after the game, uh, Tennessee coach uh, Tony Vitello uh, showed a lot of class uh, in his comments about Scott Berry here. Here's what he had to say, and then we'll see what uh, Rick thinks about that. Coach, uh, at the end, you mentioned it at the beginning, but at the end when your team's celebrating and Scott Berry just starts walking towards the outfield, your team turned around and, and applauded him. That was a pretty special moment. Can you can you talk about that for just a second? Yeah, it, it it's hard. I mean, you, you have to celebrate, and then you catch yourself, and then you want to celebrate more, and then you catch yourself. And, you know, we talked about a phrase last night about really good competition. Again, I – a part of me wants to see – I want to see Dickerson play more baseball. <laughs> um, but uh, my loyalty is with these guys, and, of course, I'm excited. So it, it's it's kind of a tough deal. Um, but, again, you sign up for tough stuff um, with, with this whole deal. So when the pain subsides with a little bit of time and they reflect on the season they had, again, to me – that guy this year and other years is one that everybody needs to look to. And the coaching part's real good, but the person part's way better. Um, and so he, any other team would have done it. And, the, you know, the fans and the players, of course, appreciate him too. His family came over and congratulated all of us as coaches. I mean, that shows you. That's what we try and do is recruit guys that come from really good families. And, um, you know, He's got his family that's blood relatives, but he's got a big family, if I can say that. There was a lot worse said tonight, probably by our players, too. It was back and forth, and it's, again, part of the deal. But he's, he's got a big family, and, you know, I don't know if I should say this or not, but I hope um, it's because he felt like it was, you know, the best time for him and not because things are starting to get a little crazy. Um, but... Not my place to speak for him, just my, my spot to applaud him and try and imitate him. He got no chance, but try and imitate him. He's, he's a lot more of a man's man than I am, I think. I'll tell you what, Rick Clay, the, a lot is said about uh, Tony Vitello and, and the attitude of his baseball team. I just found that to be about as high class as it gets. Yeah. Uh, I thought they handled the whole thing. Uh, you know, I, you know, there's back and forth between the fans and all that, and that's going to happen anywhere. But there was a lot of respect out there uh, from Scott Berry and his players toward Tennessee, and tennis and Vitello and his players toward Scott Berry and Southern Miss. And uh, you know, I think I think Tennessee earned that uh, a lot of the added you know, what people think about them last year when they were the Goliath. They were the, you know, they were the 10 million pound Goliath that nobody wanted to play. And they acted like it a lot of times. But it, it seems like they've taken on a new attitude this year. I, I thought they were first class. And, you know, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they went on and won the whole thing. Look, I, I did, you know, obviously there there is reasons why they have the stigma that they do, but to your point, it seemed as if it was a t- a t- more measured um, this year. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I was pinching myself last night, and uh, as a Southern Miss guy, as a, a Southern Miss student athlete, nothing's ever given to you. 
We, we've got this $175 million athletic program on the ropes, hosting them in a super. And, Rick, I think, again, uh, you grew up in the middle of it. It just seems as if Scott Berry, uh, another another testimony to Southern Miss getting more and doing more with far less uh, than, than anyone else. Yeah, he, he epitomizes uh, – uh, the term my buddy Joe Paul likes to use is grit, and he really epitomizes that uh, that that Southern Miss grit. Uh, you know, I I left again. I left the press box way late last night, and I guess it was two a.m. and I happened to see some embers coming from the front of the. Uh, of a sweep down the way and I so I walked down there and it was uh it was Scott Barry, Scott's son, uh Hill Denson and an, and another buddy and they were smoking cigars and and Scott and Hill were sitting right next to each other and it was it was, it was a nice it was just a you know, it's one of those moments. Uh, I thought it was really cool. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, what I talked to Scott about was Tennessee. And he said, he said, I know the reputation they have. And I know part of it was earned last year. But he said, man, they were class acts this weekend. No question. And look, before we, before we run out of time, Rick, I, I want to look ahead a little bit. So Scott retires. Christian Ostrander steps in. We all, all of us here, have worked around him and know him pretty well. Uh, we certainly recognize what an incredible pitching coach he is. Uh, put on your, put on your forecasting glasses. Tell us what do you foresee Southern Miss baseball looking like under the leadership of Christian Ostrander? Well, I would hope he won't that the, that the overall vibe of the program won't won't change that much. Uh, you know, I, I, he's as good a college pitching coach as I've ever seen. I've ever, on, on you know, SEC level, whatever level you're talking about, he's as good as I've ever seen. The job he did last year with elite arms and then the job he did this year after losing so many elite arms is as good as I've ever seen. But this step, you know, from associate coach and pitching coach to head coach is the biggest step you make. It's like going from being a colonel to a general. And uh, so we'll have to watch and see. I mean, but but he's given me nothing, no kind of indication that, that he won't be successful. But it's a big step, and he's stepping into the biggest shoes that have been stepped into in a long time at Southern Miss. No question, Luke. Last question for me, Rick. Um, looking across last night, there is an exception, Jupiter, Florida, on the hot corner with Danny Lynch, uh, Christopher you know, Sargent from Sims, Alabama. But Justin Storm from Madison, Mississippi, Dustin Dickerson, uh, Justin Storm, Dustin Dickerson uh, from, from Laurel, Monastere, uh, from Northwest Rankin, Peyto from Van Cleve. I mean, there were Mississippi dudes on the diamond last night. And I know as somebody who has lived in this state all his life, Mississippi represented at the highest level last night in the Super Regional. 
no doubt. It, it's a largely a Mississippi team, and Sims, Alabama, <laughs> you can't get any closer to Mississippi than that. Uh, I'm uh, Mississippi baseball, high school baseball in Mississippi right now is 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 far better than it's ever been before, and it's always been pretty good. Um, Oz told me he thinks this is the best recruiting class they have coming in that that they've had in all his years there. Uh, you know, it all it all looks it all looks pretty good to me. Um, I, I did bump into Oz post game, and he he we just said hello, and and he and the last thing he said to me, he said, "We're gonna get there." Uh, no question. So, well, Rick, uh, I think they probably will. We really appreciate it, man. The Sun Belt Tournament, NCAA Regional, Super Regional, are you as tired as I am? Man, I am going on two and a half hours right now. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm fixing to go take a nap. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me let me tell you something, Rick. As, so, as soon as I can wind things up here, I'm gonna be following suit with you. It's it's been quite a quite a ride since uh, Montgomery. Am I right, my friend? It, it has been, and um, and it's it's been fun. You know, it's like. I've been writing sports for 57 years, and um, it never feels like going to work to me. Well said, my friend. Rick, we always appreciate your input. I've enjoyed uh, our conversations over the last three weeks and uh, really look forward to uh, talking to you again soon. All right, guys. Y'all take care. All right. The great Rick Cleveland, everybody. And there's not a guy in the state of Mississippi, Luke Johnson, knows more about the the history of – Collegiate athletics in this state than that guy. Yeah, called called last night an all time memorable from from the human side. Yeah. And this is a guy who knows Southern Miss baseball and, and knows national baseball. And and again, it, it, we are disappointed for what happened on the field. But what you saw on the field last night at the end is something you'll remember for the rest of your life. All right, we're going to have some final thoughts. We're going to include Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation in those thoughts as well. Stay with us. To the top. Final segment on this Tuesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on cloudy, rainy, stormy days like we've had recently. Great place to go to uh, get instruction and practice and training. DBAT D1 located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Luke and Bob from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, hey, just a quick uh, plug. On uh, Super Talk Eagle Hour Twitter page, as well as uh, I think I've posted some in, uh, in different fan groups, Southern Miss fan groups in 
in uh, on Facebook. Uh, throughout the week, uh, we would invite you to go on there and comment about what Scott Berry means to you. And uh, starting tomorrow and then Thursday and Friday, we will read some of your thoughts and, and comments. Just want you uh, the opportunity to share uh, what uh, what Coach Berry means uh, to you. Heath Hinton joins us, Big Gold Nation. And uh, Heath, just uh, just sum up, man, what uh, what you saw uh, over the weekend, but particularly um, after the game was over last night. Yeah, I think I just saw an outpouring of uh, support from Southern Miss. I thought it was impressive the way the fans stayed there to thank Coach Berry. And look, it was, it was a great season. I don't think anybody thought that this team, after the losses they had last year with pitching and graduation draft and, and free agency, I don't, I don't think many people saw this team making it this far. What a job by uh, Coach Barry and the coaching staff to get them here. Saw a lot of growth this year, a lot of potential that you can see down the road. And, look, just now you got to sit back and wait on the draft and, and see what happens, see who goes where and who's going to be back. But, man, what a, what a season – and what a farewell for Coach Scott Berry. One of those guys, he's just going to be so, so missed. Such a good guy. And, um, what just an incredible season that I don't think many people saw coming. I, I did want to bring this up. I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow with, with Trey Sutton. But uh, a lot of people saw at the end Dustin Dickerson sitting by himself in his shortstop six hole. Uh, just thought you, 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 what Scott Berry meant to him, what this team meant to him. Yeah, and you see it because he loves Southern Miss. And you could tell when you interview him and you talk to him, he just loves the place. He loves the people. And look, what he did this postseason, he made him a lot of money in the draft. And uh, congratulations to him because he's going to get drafted pretty well. And he's going to be getting paid to play next year. Probably Justin Storm will be getting paid to play next year too. So uh, just, uh, I mean, you look down the list, uh Tanner Hall probably going to be getting paid to pay a lot of money to play next year as well. So, uh, you know, for those guys, it's their last one song. But at least they got to go out at the peak. They didn't do it on the road. They got to do it in front of their home fans. They got to do it in the Super Regional. One of 16 teams left. That's two years in a row. That's a pretty impressive feat to make. Right. And being able to host it two years in a row. Yeah, yeah message to – a nameless player that felt like they had to transfer, and then I read where he said, I transferred so I could play in the College World Series. Uh, you can be a professional baseball player make a lot of money playing uh, playing your collegiate career at Southern Miss. Uh, but I'll move on from there. Uh, here, here's a remarkable stat that, that I found this morning, Heath. 46-20 and 20 last year. Uh, let me back up. Forty-seven and nineteen last year, six and five in the postseason with that much heralded pitching staff, a completely rebuilt pitching staff this year. You're forty-six and twenty. You're nine and three in the postseason. It's it's incredible what Coach Oz did with that pitching staff. It's incredible what this team did, filling in holes. I mean, think about it. Think about the 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 production that was lost last year. You lost your number two guy. You lost the second baseman. You lost the center fielder. All of them starters, all of them uh, put up impressive numbers. You go and you fill holes. You put a freshman at second base. You go you go to the uh, JUCOs, I mean, JUCO route to get a center fielder, and, and you just keep on trucking when many people didn't think you would. This team, in the last five years, they've been five games away four games away, three games away, two games away, one game away. 
Maybe next year they may get to Omaha. There's symmetry and everything, guys. I, this team's going to be good for a long time. Coach Oz is there. Coach Berry has continued the foundation that Coach Denson laid and Coach Palmer laid. I, the sky's the limit for this Southern Miss baseball program, and, and it's going to be fun times for a long time to come. Luke? Yeah, Heath, about a minute left. Um, I guess that's that's one of the best ways to sum it up as we think about um, you know what it was. It's, it's the changing of a guard, and uh, I just thought it was picturesque as Scott made his way towards left field, and people just watched that that forty. Uh, I, I do. I, I think um, in the last uh, few weeks, I've just thought about how forty has not only been a standard for number of wins for a baseball program, but the type of leadership that you want in a baseball program. Yeah, if I had a son and I wanted him to play baseball, he's going to play for Scott Berry if he has a chance. Um, Not only do you grow as a baseball player, but you grow as a man. And I've talked to uh, Scott so many times in the past, and when he talks about his kids, he talks about the love that he has for them and how much he cares for them. It's, it's It's hard to grasp. I mean... The man cares so much. He, he doesn't care about him. It's not about him in any way. And you heard in the press conference after the game last night. He said, you know, it's not, it's not about the wins. It's about what people remember me as. Uh, that's right. And I want them to remember me as a good man. And, and that tells you all you need to know. He's going to be missed. Love to do. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be it's going to be odd not having him around. All right, Heath Hitton, everybody. Big Gold Nation. It has finally ended. 2023, 46-20. Tournament champions. Regional champions, super regional participants. It's been quite a ride. Thank you, Coach Barry and all the staff. Back tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.